Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we share stories on how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 44, From Near Spinal Paralysis to Complete Recovery. Belinda Farrell is the author of the book, Find Your Freaking Joy, and she is trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, Hawaiian chanting, and the ancient Hawaiian healing, Hana. When Belinda was 48, she collapsed with herniated disc and spinal nerve damage. Threatened with paralysis by her medical doctors if she did not have surgery, Belinda instead chose to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing practices she had been learning the previous three years, which are covered in her book. Her back completely healed, including childhood scoliosis. For 15 years, she's been sharing these healing practices with others, offering reconnective healing and hana classes and taking clients to Hawaii to teach and swim with wild spinner dolphins. In this episode, Belinda shares the importance of forgiveness and love and how we can change our perspective of the past to live our lives to the fullest and heal our bodies, which Belinda did in a month. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. I am so excited to welcome our guest, Belinda. How are you today? I'm fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, your story is so powerful. So I can't wait for the cl- for the people to listen. And I always start the podcast off with talking about a love lesson. And a love lesson is essentially many things that have happened in your life, but big catalysts and big movements of change. So these are moments that really shift your whole paradigm and you have to move into a new direction. So I'd love to hear what your love lesson was that propelled you to be the woman you are today. Well, that's a big one, because I didn't know I was doing it at the time. We don't know what we're saying to ourselves until we're put in the position to say, what are you saying to yourself? Write it down. And I was saying, I was saying things to myself that was not um, productive. And I guess when you tell yourself that you can't be supported, that um, you have to earn somebody's love in order to be loved, You're not operating at the full capacity. And then eventually I collapsed with herniated discs, which is my support system, my spine, because I was telling my spine I couldn't be supported. So then it did exactly what I told it to do. It's like a computer and it collapsed. And I was bedridden. I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit. I had to realign what I was saying to myself and then begin to thank my body for remembering how to regenerate. Really, literally, you can tell your body to do something and it will do it. And so I started to say, thank you for regenerating. Thank you for supporting me. I would look outside to the trees and see how strong the trunk was and then put that trunk inside my body. And eventually, I completely healed. I, I couldn't go to the doctor. The, the doctor said that I couldn't, um, that I was going to have 
to have surgery or else I wouldn't walk again. I had no insurance at the time. I had been a stunt car driver. I was doing a lot of Hollywood stuff and I couldn't do anything because I couldn't walk on the ramp. I couldn't uh, stand, sit or anything. I was completely paralyzed. And so by the time I got out of bed, I was completely healed. The scoliosis that I had been born with completely healed. It was a miracle. I used the ancient Hawaiian healing secrets that I had learned in Hawaii for the past three years, and I had to see if they worked. I was doing it to other people, but I had to do it to myself. And it did. It worked. And was so it, that's, go ahead. Oh, was it the um, Ponopono prayer? The Ho'oponopono prayer was a huge part of it because you have to forgive yourself for the way that you're looking at the past. And if you're looking at the past in a negative way, that's what you're going to get. It's a, it's a blueprint. Mm -hmm. So you have to begin to call up all of the memories that you didn't even know were there. I had memories from my childhood, from being in the womb that, I didn't even know about until I started to do this healing. And the memory came up of a young little child, a fetus being just tossed out into the abyss, like a piece of garbage, just thrown away. And I didn't know what that was about. But at the time, this little baby was dodging all these asteroids and comets and I felt like I was going to crash at any moment. And then these hands came down and lifted me up and put me safely into the hands of this divine being that was high up on a precipice. This was all in my mind. I thought I was going through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely at that time. And then I felt that I was safe. I felt that I was loved. I woke up in a pool of sweat. And I wanted to call my mother to talk to her about my birth because she would never talk to me about it. She just scratched over the surface. But this time she finally came clean and said that she and her, my birth father had taken me to three abortion clinics. Oh, wow. And they had tried to abort me, but it didn't, um, it failed. Here I am. <laughs> but yes, but I had to go through a lot of... Um, feeling of rejection and feeling right. of just being thrown away. Mm -hmm. But after that memory came up, I, I, I felt whole again. I felt that I was loved by a spiritual family, maybe not by my real family, but I was supposed to be there. That's amazing. So I'm still, I was so fascinating that you were able to go that deep within yourself to begin that forgiveness process. Yes. And for those that are not listening, can you tell them what the prayer is? Well, it's a prayer with breath. You take a deep breath through the nose and out through the mouth. And you do that for about 10 minutes or more. And what that does, it gives permission for the unconscious mind to open up the Pandora's box of all the stuff that you've been holding back and holding inside. I didn't know that was there. I wouldn't have, you know, we, we do other things. We go shopping, we take eating disorders, we do drugs, we do all kinds of things to divert us from what we want, what we are supposed to listen to. But 
The Ho'oponopono prayer, in addition to that, is to telling yourself, I love you. I'm sorry for whatever I did. I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you and thank you. That's all you have to say, those four phrases. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. And after the stuff is brought up and you say that, you feel lighter. Mm -hmm. You go back to the present time. It's like a cosmic eraser of the past. And it really, really works. I mean, I do this every day because mm -hmm. every day you need to forgive yourself of the judgments that you have based on yourself and based on what you see in this world. Yeah, it's um, I'm currently working on forgiveness, like forgiving my parents and yeah. working on that, my childhood stuff and things that are coming up around that. And I always remember that prayer, but it's good to hear it from you because it's like, oh, that reminder I should include that in my um, forgiveness and letting go of the pain around my childhood because it's well, ongoing. Like, well, remember, it's, it's all about you. Mm -hmm. It's just about you. It's not even about your parents because the past is something you can't change. Right. It happened. The only thing you can change is the way you're looking at that past. Right, exactly. So you're creating a whole new film and it's mm -hmm. a film inside your head. Yeah. So you just create a story that you can live by mm -hmm. and a story that enhances you and that allows you to be in the present time and allows you to go forward so that you can be creative and you can make new ideas and new relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's so amazing because one of the things I, I preach about and I talk about and is love is medicine and that yes. the negative emotions that we're holding in our body really affect our health and affect our well-being. And so I love yes. your story about how you healed yourself with the forgiveness practice and including love as medicine to save, to really heal your body. And how long did it take for that to happen? After that, after that image came up and after that, I started seeing myself climbing trees. Mm -hmm. And so my unconscious mind got to feel excited about the fact that I could climb trees. You have to have a strong back to climb trees. Yes. And so it was about three days after that, that I just jumped out of bed. I could stand, I could walk, I could sit. I went back to the doctor, he did an x-ray and I had a perfectly aligned spine. So it took three days? Three days after that memory came out. After the memory came out. But then how long were you working on the forgiveness practice for, for the whole? Oh, before the whole that, yeah. I was in bed a month. A month. So it took yeah. you a month and three days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It was like a miracle. It was like a miracle, but it was a formula. The mm -hmm. formula is in my book. Mm -hmm. And I, as soon as you can bring up the stuff, the junk that's clogging the pipeline that reaches your higher self. Everybody has a higher self. Mm -hmm. It lives at the top of your head, but it has no body. Mm -hmm. So the only way to bring it down is to do the breath work. It's like you're filling a glass of water and then you breathe out. And mm -hmm. that gives the higher self opportunity and permission to come in and to realign and change the physical body. The pipeline is like you have clogged arteries or you just have cloggedness. 
And so you call him Roto-Rooter, <laughs> which is the forgiveness process, and it clears the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And then the unconscious mind can send that desire to climb a tree or to have a good spine. It has to be something that it's excited about. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I want to heal now. I want to heal now. The, the words are not important. It's the feeling. You have to give the unconscious mind the feeling so you see exactly what you want to have happen. Let's say you want to ride a horse again. You've got to feel what that feels like to be on that horse right. or to dance again or to be with a wonderful, loving partner again. You've got to have that feeling. And then the unconscious sends that up the pipeline to the higher self. The higher self drops it down in your physical body and voila, there you are. You're Mm -hmm. healed. I felt like I didn't have to work so hard to be loved, that I was just perfectly fine the way I was. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what's a wonderful thing. So many people feel they have to earn love. Right. They have to keep doing things. And that's what I was doing. I was a, an adrenaline junkie. And I didn't know how to stop. I was a stunt car driver. I rollerbladed. I bicycled. I just never rested. I never listened to my body. <laughs> I'm still trying to imagine you being a stunt car driver. <laughs> it was in my 40s. You did it in your 40s? Yeah. I, That's even more amazing because I'm I, 40 and the idea of doing that, I feel like. Oh, this is your time. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> what are you waiting for? I don't know. I feel like part of me feels so young and amazing. I also feel like the height of my adulthood, but another part of me feels very old. I'm like, oh, that feels so taxing. Oh, forgive yourself of that one. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to start that. Yeah. Because you're right. I started. Yeah. I I started. I divorced and I felt like I had been in a cage all my life Mm -hmm. because I had been in Catholic school. I finally got um, expelled from Catholic school because I I was too joyful. I was walking home with a boy. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. But finally got out of that. But at 40, I divorced and I felt I had all this time that I had to get out there and make up for the lost time that I had. So I started, I saw an ad in the paper for a fire walk with Tony Robbins. Yeah. So I went, I went on that and it was just exhilarating because it, it gets you to think, geez, if I could walk on 2000 degrees of hot coals and what else can I do that I'm not right. doing? Mm-hmm. And that's what came up for me is that I'd always wanted to drive a race car. Where did that come from? I have no idea, but it was from the gut, from the pit of my stomach. And Tony teaches you, if you say you can't, well, you must. And if you must, then you will. Right. So I went to find out, you know, where I could um, get training in driving a race car. And I went to Sears Point in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. I was the only girl and there was a Porsche racing team. I was scared Ooh, to death. I love Porsches. Yeah. And then... After the four-day Grand Prix road racing course, they hired me to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York because I could make my mark. I had some talent. Nice. In back, they created a stunt course for me so I could learn how to do the spins and the slides mm-hmm. and all the terrorist driving. Got a, got a partner. We started doing jobs. My stunt car career took place. I did it for almost... For almost 10 years. Wow. Did you do movies and stuff too? Yep. Did mostly television stuff. 
Wow. Car, car commercials, lots of car commercials. Don't do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fascinating because I don't usually think about women doing that. It's really a male dominated um, field. They wanted to show a woman in the car because mm-hmm. women buy cars too. We do. So mm-hmm. it was it was a perfect combination. It was the right, I was at the right place at the right time. And you just have to listen to that voice inside of you and you can't hear can't. Mm-hmm. If you say they can't, you must. I just think that's a really huge, um, exciting way to live your life because yeah. you don't want to live in fear. You want to live life. Yeah, and I just love the fact that you rediscovered your passion essentially you got that fire burning inside of you to do something (laughs) with your life literally right you walked on fire and that kind of ignited your own inner fire to kind of to create the life that you want to create and then after all of that then you were able to go within after the 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 back incident right then the back thing took over and um, I had been studying the Huna in Hawaii I was also really afraid of water. And I never even told that to Tony Robbins. I was so embarrassed, but I just did not want to be in water. So I'm flying to Hawaii, an island surrounded by water. Yeah. And then I got recruited by the dolphins. The dolphins started coming into my dreams at night and whales, Mm -hmm. teaching me how to swim so that in the morning when I woke up, I had this desire to be with them, but I had to get in the water. Right. So (laughs) it was a real push me, pull me. And then when I finally did get in there, they downloaded all this information, which is absolute unconditional love. Mm. When you swim with dolphins, you don't even think about love. It just is. It's just just surrounds you. It envelops you. You look into their eyes. That's what they are. They're these divine beings. They're so beautiful. And they just, they teach you how to be a pod, how to get along with one another, how to, mm-hmm. how to breathe. Every seven minutes, they'll come up to take a deep breath. And if they don't, they die. Mm. So that's why they jump all the time. Well, they jump and they play and they yeah. come up and take a breath and go down. So they teach you to take that deep breath. So you're connecting with your higher self. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you die a spiritual death because most people are doing shallow breathing. breathing. Yeah. From their mouth, from their chest, they're doing, they're in the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be not an adrenaline junkie because you can't live forever like that. I tried it (laughs) and it just doesn't work. You've got to be able to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Because I would say I've, I've never been an adre- adrenaline junkie. I've been the opposite, like oh. low adrenaline, fatigue, depression, like not mm. willing to do anything, like just kind of like I would have in my mid 20s, I could have stayed in bed all day. Oh and my. it took years for me to get that fire to actually want to wake up and do things and work out and live and so it's interesting because I feel like you can go either way. Either you want so much adrenaline or you're like, you have none. That's right. Yeah. Wow. What, what is your sign? What My is your sign? astrological sign? Yeah. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. So you are earth. Mm-hmm. You do connect to the earth. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. What's yours? I'm a fire sign. <laughs> Aries. <laughs> Aries. That's my moon's in Aries. Well, see, there you got the capacity to be a really charge, take charge, go forward. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. As long as you've got them all in balance. Um, I don't have much air. So I married a wonderful man a few months ago that is an air sign. Oh, really? And yeah. It just completes me. Nice. I am a, I'm a rising Gemini, so I have that air quality. I don't have a lot of water in my chart, so I don't uh -huh. have a lot of, yeah. So Pisces, um, Cancers, and Scorpios, I don't have, I don't have any, a lot of that. And see, all your emotions are in that water. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be able to access it. So I have to, yeah, I mean, I dated a Cancer. It was interesting. <laughs> Can you go to the to the beach? Can you go to the water? Oh, I go to the water every time. I live right by the water. I live like this okay. water right outside my house. My so you patio. need to breathe that water into your body to balance you. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I live for water. Like I can't. Oh, it was one too. of these things where I um, moved into my current place and I didn't even know how much I needed the water until I had it. It was like one of these exactly. gifts from God. It was like, oh yeah. my God. Thank oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just thank you. Cause it was almost like, it's like when, when you, when I'm able to just be like, okay, God, like you lead me, take me where I'm going to need to go. Like, I don't really think about it. And then when it happens, I'm like, it was better than what I would have imagined for myself. Well, imagine that so. it is the harmony of your body because of the waves. Mm -hmm. It corresponds to the waves inside of you. So it blends in with that harmonious concept oh it's it's wonderful just yeah. kind of revitalizes you <laughs> i i mean my dream is to live on the live in the caribbean and have like ocean ocean views everywhere oh wow i lived I in puerto it. rico for three years how was that lots of bugs yeah that's a sad thing about the tropics hot hot and bugs and i wasn't really into the healing stuff at that time that was mm -hmm. early on in the 70s mm-hmm it, it was challenging. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word. It's me off the hook. <laughs> so now that you are, you're an author, what's the name of your book? Find Your Friggin' Joy. Love it. And <laughs> how do you work with clients? Are you most, do you coach? Do you have, do you have people? Oh, okay. You do phone calls with people. I do phone calls. So I guide people through the forgiveness process. Mm -hmm. Um, they can order the uh, chanting CDs. I have three of those from my website Okay. Um, as an MP3, or they can order the CD itself. And those are very healing. One, one of them takes you through called Chant and Forgiveness. So mm -hmm. it takes you through the forgiveness process and cutting the cords. It has the chants intertwined with that. The other one has the sounds of the dolphins and the whales. Aww. which is very, very healing. That one you can even play in the car because it, it won't put you to sleep. Mm -hmm. Chant and forgiveness says, close your eyes. You don't want to use that in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were these um, meditations um, channeled to you? Because you mentioned you got a few downloads. So was this all of this healing work? Some of it you were taught and the other part of it was it channeled? I had a Hawaiian teacher that I begged to teach me the chants, the ancient Hawaiian chants when I was there. He taught me how to do the ipuheke, the drum, and I did the chants. He was my kumu, my, my teacher. 
Mm-hmm. And these are ancient, ancient, ancient Hawaiian chants. They're like prayers. And they're so powerful, they can have the power to take somebody who is pointing a gun at you and to take it away and turn himself in. I was facing this man who was trying to get my group, because I used to take people to swim with the dolphins, and he was trying to threaten us. He was very tall and menacing. and I, I just went up to him, and I looked up at him, and I started chanting. And then he just completely melted. He turned away, walked away, never saw him again, ever. Were you chanting out loud or in your head? Yes. Out no, loud. out loud. Oh, yes. Okay. No, this one chant, and I have it written down in the book, and it's also on the CD. So if you want to learn it, it's better than carrying a gun or any other kind of weapon. That's your weapon because it is a powerful sound. It is a powerful prayer. And it does make changes in the other person who's hearing it. Yeah. So I do um, phone consults, take, take people through the forgiveness process. Mm-hmm. And they can also get the chant and forgiveness tape to do it as a follow-up. Okay. So what about people that are not aware of what they need to forgive? In other words, they're in a lot of pain about certain things, but they don't have necessarily anyone to blame or they're in this numb state where they can't even feel anything. How do you work with them then? You have to be willing to say, I created this somehow, Mm because if you can create it, you can uncreate it. You can't be in blame. I don't Uh work with people who are in blame. So... You, that's the first lesson of Huna is to accept 100% responsibility mm-hmm. for everything that happens to you in your life. Because if you do that, you can see where it came in. Even if you come in with that from your ancestors, it won't necessarily follow you in the next generation. The buck stops here. Mm-hmm. You'll change the story. You'll change the way that you're looking at it. And it becomes the cosmic eraser of that generation. So I take people, I'm a hypnotherapist. So I take people through the unconscious mind. They have to be willing to kind of time travel back to the early days. Yeah. To maybe the beginnings of time. And it's very effective. It sounds it. It's not for everybody, but it is for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the taking responsibility is hard for a lot of people, especially when they've had traumas and all these things where they feel that were done to them. So it's a big mind shift to start thinking about life as, as from a different paradigm. It's true. But again, you change, you're not the same two-year-old or five-year-old or 10-year-old. You have different perceptions and different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So when you look at things a different way, you can see how you created that mindset at that young age and how you're different now. Right. It's all about today. It's all about this moment right now. The more you cut the cords, the Hawaiians called it aka. Mm-hmm. Everything you see and touch, if you have an emotional connection to it, it creates a cord that wraps around you. And you could look like a mummy all dressed up in cords or the inside of a golf ball. 
And so when you say the, the words, I love you, I'm sorry, I forgive you, and you take a cutting instrument and you spin it around you, it cuts the cords and you watch that image float away, mm -hmm. literally float away. So the next time you think about that person, you're gonna be on a higher percep perception to deal with the issues that you have between you. Mm -hmm. You just want to be neutral with things right. inside of you. I mean, you brush your teeth every day, right? You look, you look beautiful, you comb your hair, you wash your face, you put on the earrings, put on all the outside stuff. Why wouldn't you go inside and clean? Clean the thoughts that you have inside. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. And then I had a question about um, what about forgiving things that are outside of your control? Like, for instance, in your in your life, your your son suicided, and you lost all your money in this in um, Ponzi. the Ponzi scheme. It feels like out of your control, especially your son, right? He, it's like, how do you deal right. with those levels of loss when it feels like something was taken away from you? He saw me, my son saw me heal. He's the one that picked me up off the floor and put me to bed. He saw me completely healed, but he couldn't go into those dark places to do his own healing. His father, my first husband was an orthopedic surgeon and he convinced him that he needed surgery to heal. So he had two failed surgeries that left him with uh, drugs, you know, that was his only choice to get out of pain. And that's what eventually took his life. Mm. So you're right. I mean, I can't, you can't change or help the people that you love the most. So it's really sad to not be able to do it, but you're dealt this. It's like being dealt a hand in cards. And it's up to you to decide what it means. Nothing in this world has any meaning except the meaning that you give it. Correct. That's one of my favorite sayings because it's up to me to say this is a blessing or it's not a blessing. Or how, can I, how can I deal with this and not cause pain for my daughter? I had to stay strong for my daughter and my grandson. So I cut cords, but I was in tremendous amount of grief. Mm. And a friend of mine took me to see a movie called The Living Matrix. Didn't want to go see another healing movie. I was really down. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this featured Dr. Eric Pearl, who does The Reconnection, and Dr. Bruce Lipton. And I watched him with his hands, Dr. Pearl, heal this young boy who had cerebral palsy, mm -hmm. never touched him. He did three sessions with him. And most of the medical facility had given up on him. But after three sessions, this little boy got out of the wheelchair and was out playing in the playground. Amazing. And a cup for the first time. And I thought to myself, I've got to learn how to do this. So I had it done to me. I went to a woman. She didn't know anything about the fact that I had lost money, that my son had died. She just started pulling and stretching these frequencies. And after a half an hour, I felt light again. I felt joyful again. It was like a miracle. I didn't know. I hadn't felt that way in so long. 
And so I trained myself. I had a reconnection, which is a two-day connection to all these cords, these acupuncture cords. And then I went to Chicago to learn how to do this. And I did the reconnection mm -hmm. for about 10 years. Wow. And this was before the pandemic. The pandemic shut me down. <laughs> yeah. Because you do have to touch people when you're doing, um, you have to get pretty close to them when you're doing the reconnection. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it was just, um, it came at the right time. And you're right, there's nothing you can do except the healing work that you've been taught. And I just kept going. I started uh, creating my own practice again and healing from that. Yeah. So, and then I was told I was going to write a book. I didn't want to write a book. I, I'm not, not disciplined. I like to go out and play. <laughs> but after I had that reconnection, because what it does is it accelerates you onto a path of what your soul is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so when they said, I heard in my head, you're going to write a book, I went, okay. And then all of a sudden, this gentleman appeared that was like an organizer. And he said, I'll help you organize your thoughts. And so every week, I would explain to him what chapter I wanted to do for the book. And if he could understand it, because he was like the general public who didn't know any woo-woo stuff. Yes. I had to explain if he understood it, then it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Took three years, but it came out 12, 21, 12, the day the world was supposed to come to an end. <laughs> My book Your went book live. <laughs> so I'm just saying you've got to hear the voices. You've got to be quiet in order to hear what the voices are trying to tell you. And even, even though they sound stupid or they sound ridiculous you have to sometimes go with the flow and walk in that direction because it's leading you into something that you had no idea could change your life for the better yeah I love it so let's get into the infinite love questions okay <laughs> so how do you use love in your work oh it's all love I mean it, it really is all love can't separate it from one thing to another. If someone comes to me, I know that I have to work with them and that love will heal them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just do my work. And then <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> How is your work used to serve humanity? Well, I figure if I help one person, even one person, they go out into the world and they're like a a stone in the water and they just vibrate and they'll help somebody else and that mm -hmm. person will help somebody else. It just gets carried on. And I really think even the things that we can't control at night, I do my cord cutting. So I forgive myself for a lot of things. But then I also put the pandemic down there and I put governments down there and I put politicians down there and doctors and lawyers these are the people you think you don't have any control of but it's the way you're looking at them everything is the way you're looking at something so I cut cords every night so that I'll look at it in a way that is of a higher ground mm -hmm. 
with more compassion yeah with more compassion yeah got it yeah what does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world wahoo (laughs) (laughs) i mean that just is the ultimate i just uh i feel that that's what i was born to do when i was a little girl we couldn't afford a car so we took buses everywhere and i remember in the bus I would go up and down the aisle singing a song and people would give me money. And that's where entertaining folks came to be. (laughs) And I thought this is cool. So I even um, in the backyard created a zoo, created a circus, anything to help people laugh. I loved making people laugh and smile. What do you love most about your life? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm 76 years old, and I'm still playing tennis. Nice. And I'm still playing ping pong. And I've got a wonderful husband that I just married a couple months ago. We've been together seven years. Oh, wow. And, and I had been divorced probably 30 years. And I never thought I would get married again. And I met him when I was 70. And I just think it's wonderful that you just never, never give up. You know, never, never say never. So my life is wonderful. I have little issues with my body, but I'm talking to it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll all work out and it'll all regenerate itself. Yeah. Regeneration is still my main word. Thank you for regenerating. I love it. So when you say you you speak to it, you you do the hono, you do the prayers every night, the forgiveness, and then reinstill all the positive affirmations to yourself. Even to your during the day, even mm-hmm. during the day, if if you start feeling low or you like yesterday, we were in a traffic jam that was just unbelievable. I thought I was in Los Angeles again. I mean, this is Santa Cruz. We don't get into this. And it was there was a woman that was trying to jump off of a overpass so they had closed the freeway and every all the cars were diverted and I thought what is the reason that I'm in this you know capacity Mm -hmm. and I finally got downtown and I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a couple of years and he had a new baby I wouldn't have gotten to see him had that had not happened so Mm -hmm. I sat with him for a while and it was just great. I was, I was a miracle to be able to mm-hmm. see him again. Oh, that's a beautiful story. So how do you feel you receive love? Oh, it just feels good. <laughs> I feel it from you. Oh, I, you. I feel it from babies, puppies, you know, just everywhere, even the trees. I'm, I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> I love trees. <laughs> Swimming with the dolphins. Hopefully I'll get to go this next year. Because it's been, I've been with them for 25 years. And last year I didn't go. And this year so far I have not gone. You go to Hawaii? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The water is a lot warmer. Yeah, I can't imagine these cold waters on the Pacific coast. It's so intense. I know. So intense. When, so where has love created a miracle in your life? Well, loving myself, getting healed from my back, um, 
lost all my money. And seven months later, money came back to me. And I really equated with the fact that I just kept cutting the cords from it, kept seeing the money down there, saying, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, cutting the cords, watching it go away. And then it comes back because once you're not really connected to it anymore, it gives it a chance to realign itself at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I, I got solvent again. And that's love. Yeah. <laughs> if that isn't love, I don't know what is. Really, truly. So you, when you were cutting the cords, of, when you lost all your money, were you, for, you were forgiving yourself and also forgiving right. the person that got me into that yeah. Ponzi scheme in the first mm-hmm. place. Because she didn't, and she passed away before she um, got to see the repercussions of what happened to all the people that she brought in. She had no idea. Oh, she, she didn't this, know. No, she thought this guy was a real spiritual person. And for a while, it was, it was fine. It, people were warning me, and I thought, oh, no, we're being rewarded for being such good people. <laughs> now, he served time in prison. Oh, wow. That bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was very bad. But, you know, you have, you have lessons that you have to learn. And now I'm much more alert. Mm-hmm. That will never happen again. But never say never. <laughs> but, but you got your money back. Well, you got, I did. Yeah. I got some. I got money back. Okay. And more. Yeah. Well, I think that's really one of the key things is that letting go and forgiving letting go of whatever you're holding on to always gives space for more to come in. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And this person that I went to see yesterday who had the brand new baby says, I never wanted children. He's got seven children. Wow. And I know of someone who just wants a baby more than anything and just hasn't had any luck in doing that. And here's somebody who doesn't want children. Who's got seven of them. (laughs) So sometimes things happen when you don't want it, you push it away. The universe has a way of saying, but you're going to have that because it's a lesson that you have to learn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where the surrender piece comes in. Right. Like surrendering and accepting where your life is, because there is this um, feeling like I often equate it to like being a leaf on a river, like being able to flow with where life is taking you and then being able to accept and accept whatever's happening as part of your journey. When I was learning how to swim in Hawaii, I went out a little bit too far Mm -hmm. and I started to panic because I got in a current and I was yelling for help. And all of a sudden this giant turtle comes next to me. I'm serious. Seriously. And I could feel that the turtle was saying, just do what I do. Mm-hmm. And because I was just, I was just panicking. I, yeah. didn't I was, thought I knew how to swim, but at that time I was just dog paddling <laughs> and I was losing energy and I was just out of breath. And then I just stopped. Mm-hmm. I just completely stopped. And I started to be like the turtle. I started to go like the turtle, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And he just gradually took me over the current and took me onto the rocks where I was safe. And I turned to look and he was gone. So to me, it was like an angel that had come to just answer my call for help. 
And from that point on, I said, I can't fight anything. When you Mm -hmm. fight, you lose. Mm -hmm. I just have to go with the flow like the turtle. So he's become like my mantra, wonderful creature, the turtle. I love your (laughs) connection to sea animals. It's so amazing. Last part, yeah. It's interesting because they were never on my radar in the beginning. It's only when I came to Hawaii that I started to get the dreams, the dolphins, and then I swam with the whales when I turned 60 in Tonga. You swam with whales? Was it the a humpback? Was yes, it like a group humpbacks. of people or you just you just went out there on your own? No, my one of my girlfriends who does whale swimming now, ah, okay. she goes to Morena. Mm-hmm. Yes, we go, we go on a boat and then we get in maybe four or five people at a time, because you can't crowd the whales. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just stay on one side of them. But we swam with a mother and a baby for over oh. an hour. It's amazing because I they can get... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Celeste. It's Celeste at celestialsonics.com. Okay, that's so amazing. And she takes people to swim. I'm, I, I had my experience it was amazing and then there were two lover whales that came in one went one way the other went another way and I was just floating on the top and the other whale came up along on the bottom and it just did this connection with me on the top mm-hmm. I could feel its nose and its breathing oh my god underneath me I was just like this and I was going help help <laughs> help Whale. <laughs> <laughs> the whale was undaunted and it just kind of slid gently just like oh. it came in and slid gently away but I never forgot that connection oh my and God. when you're right next to them their eye is like this big and mm-hmm. it's checking you out mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so magical oh the whales they, and the dolphins oh the dolphins are playful the whales are deep mm-hmm. you know I, I was crying with the whales with the dolphins i'm singing happy birthday to them (laughs) because they love a party (laughs) so when you start singing happy birthday they come in they want to know who's having a party oh and the little kids the little kikis they love to be with them they just love to play Hmm. and they love people yeah at least our spinner dolphins in hawaii do love people that's so sweet well, this has been such a magical conversation. I love Yum. I love your story and who oh, you are and you. what you're doing in the world. It's amazing. And how can people find you? Well, I'm at Huna Healing, H-U-N-A Healing.com. And all my info is there. My that's my website, my email, and my telephone number. So if they're serious of wanting to get a session. All I have to do is ring me up. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm sending you so much love. Oh, me too. Bye. Mahalo. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara. And my website, CorinneCamara.com, sending you lots of infinite love.